Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Series podcast here at Rosedale Bible College, a series we're calling Crash Course, where we're looking at various courses that we offer here at Rosedale Bible College, and we're, we're looking at them in the context of a one-hour podcast where the instructor boils down a semester's worth of information into an hour Uh, so that our listeners get a feel for what's going on. And this morning, we've got a a special guest, Rick Greist, with us. He leads the School of Business and Leadership. We just launched this as a special program here at Rosedale Bible College last fall. So we're going into our second year. Rick's done an amazing job of just getting that program up and going. And He taught the flagship course uh, entitled Business and the Kingdom of God, and so that's the crash course for today. So, Rick, thanks for joining us, and welcome. Ah, Thanks, Jeremy. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to sharing uh, what we've done in our first course of Business and the Kingdom of God. And, you know, the vision of the School of Business and Leadership is to develop marketplace leaders with a kingdom mindset. And so some of the objectives of, of the first course was to examine what a, a kingdom mindset is and to explain why the marketplace is a great place for Christians and to find a business theology. We all have a theology of business, and what, what does that really mean? And explore uh, how to f- develop a well-formed theology of business and, uh, and how people is important for each, each one of us to do that and also create uh, mentoring relationships with the business, some business leaders. So that was kind of the objectives of the course. So a lot of our students, so all, well, actually all of the students would be uh, attached to a mentor who's doing business and who are believers. Right, right. So, yeah. you know, part of, of you know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Yeah. And our goal was to find those those marketplace leaders uh, who walk with Jesus and, and wanted to share in their... Uh, journey and and live into the lives of the students and and share that so yeah Yeah. you know uh so rick that with that goal of developing a kingdom mindset within uh people headed into business uh you know at rosedale our our overall vision is to prepare people for kingdom work wherever god takes them and so this dovetails uh, so perfectly in that so many of our students are uh, people who will go into business. Right. And and so preparing them to do that with a kingdom mindset, uh, I love the vision. So Rick, uh, talk to us a little bit about this course. Help us understand what, what you, what's going on in it and uh, how, how you approach it, what, you, what you're hoping students walk away with. Okay, so I... I, I... Prepared an outline. I'll go through and do some bullet, bullet points, and uh, you know, and along the way, if something stimulates a question, feel free to jump in. But we want to see God is at the foundation of of how we do business, you know, and in developing that theology and that marketplace is is a place for uh, believers, and uh, talk about the intrinsic value of work and uh, the, the biblical foundations of all the different aspects of business. And uh, some talk about the how what all influences a person's um, theology of business. You know their upbringing, their family. There's all kinds of things. But along with that is the the biblical truth of doing work. And uh, I think for me, one of the key aspects of the, the the primary biblical purpose of business is is in the Great Commission, where it says, "As you are going, as you are going, make disciples." As you are going, whether it's whatever aspect of business it is, are you inviting Jesus to be with you in that in the context of that relationship, and being a good steward? You know, and Rick, can we go back to that other other piece here? You're talking about um, seeing discipleship as the key a key piece of business. Uh, how how do you think that plays out in the real world uh in the business environment like what are some of the the ways that 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 works out 
uh, for for our students ten years down the road? Because I I I think I hear what you're saying is that so often we we separate business and discipleship. Um, how do those things dovetail? How do you mm-hmm. hope our they dovetail uh, for students? It's the reality that every aspect of our life belongs to Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? So as we're living out our life, he wants us to invite him in and and ask him to help us understand what it means to live life from his perspective. You know, part of what we talked about in the course is uh, in Jesus's parables, he talks about being managers and, and, and all through the the process, it's being good stewards. It all belongs to him, right? And it's beginning that foundational truth that, Lord, thank you for giving me this gift and ability, helping me to understand who I am in you. Now I want to give it back to you and help me to be a good steward of what it is that you've given me. And I, you know, I mentioned our, our, our mentors and, and those relationships. You know, some of our, our mentors were godly men and women who have invited Jesus to be in the midst of their business and laying that, that foundation. And the purpose of the course is to share a lot of aspects of doing business from a kingdom perspective, but it's also challenging the students to help them start, what does that mean in my life? It's not just theory. It's also some practical application. Right, right. So what kinds of, uh, uh, like, what are the places that this plays out in, these these theories and applications of the course? Um, so, so a couple of things that, that we do with the course was a spiritual gift assessment and a Christ-centered company assessment. Um, in developing a, a theology of business, it's understanding who you are and then what does God say about doing business. Uh, so the spiritual gift assessment is what gifts have, has God given you? you know, in your relationship with Christ, who has he uniquely made you to be with regard to your, your gifts? And then a Christ-centered company assessment is taking actual aspects of business and looking at what the Bible says about those things, human resources, marketing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, finances, being a good steward, all those things, and looking at it individually and, okay, what does a company look like? Um, and then having them flesh that out and work through that, not only with their mentor, but also in a, a uh, project, in a team project, and, and assessing those student, the students would get together and say, what's your spiritual gifts? What's, what's mine? How does that mesh together as a team? And how do we live that out? Because we live in community, right? And, and a business is another form of community. Clarifying what your vision is, what your mission is. How do you go about sharing that in a way that brings value? So in Luke, Luke 19, 13, it, it says, uh, engage in business or make value until I come. So it's all part of what, what is it we're doing and what God's called us to do. Because, you know, there is value in the marketplace. You know, there, there's human value versus the monetary value of human work. You know, there's absolute value and relative value. So work. talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by absolute value and monetary value? Work is only absolutely valuable if it helps people to become more Christ-like. That's mm-hmm. the absolute truth. There, there's, it's not subjective. It's, that's, it's, it is foundational. Can all forms of work be used to make disciples of Jesus? And I think the answer is yes. Because, mm-hmm. again, we're inviting him in to the midst of the dynamics of the relationship. You know, we're discipling each other in the context of, of, of who's in the business. We're, we're discipling our um, shareholders, if we're a large business. We're discipling the, the community. We're discipling our customers. Uh, so it's, it's a process of just, and discipling for me is all about inviting Jesus to be in the midst of, of whatever's going on. So that's, that's that value that piece I'm talking about. So uh, do you talk about uh, value in relation to financial compensation? You know, uh, 
is some is some work more valuable than other work? Uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. So, in God's economy, contribution does not equate to remuneration. So, God's not looking at that monetary value. He's looking at the uniqueness of the value of the person. You know, money's the is the story we tell ourselves about the value of the work. It might not be the right story, hmm. right? So, and that's part of the value that we create. What is the value? And that's that goes back to creating a biblical perspective mm-hmm. on what does God say about this. Mm-hmm. You know, not that the monetary value is not important, right? But it, what is the most important? Yeah, because you have to make profit, and I assume that's part of the uh, the course. Yeah. It's it's from a kingdom perspective, uh, profit isn't. Uh, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's all kinds of potential uses for that profit, right? Sure. Again, it goes back to having that profit. Now, Lord, how do you help me to be a good steward with that? Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, uh, expanding capacity or, you know, hiring more people or, you know, capital expenditures, there's all aspects of the business that you have to, Lord, give me wisdom to help me understand how to utilize the profit that you're allowing me to ma- make. Along with those uh, questions about value and work and compensation, do you talk about e- economic systems in the course? Yes, we do. And, okay. and that's in the aspects of, you know, the, the basic four economic systems, you know, are, are uh, communism, socialism, capitalism, and, and what we call uh, laissez-faire. And is, which one's the right one? And uh, without getting into the details here in the in the podcast, uh, it's um, what is the best way. And and if you look at history, it's the um, structure of the benevolent dictator. Hmm. Okay, which is context, which is aspects of capitalism with a flair of socialism, and is. is and we talk about which one is, do you feel is the best one? Why do you feel it's the best one? So it's helping the students be able to articulate understanding what they believe and why uh-huh. in the context of which, which economic system would best facilitates a developing a, a kingdom business. So it's in the context, of course, of, of thinking about these things with a kingdom uh, mindset. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. How do you uh, how, how do you deal with uh, things like uh, innovation or competition in business? Uh, do you address those aspects of business in this course? Yeah, in detail. Okay, in innovation. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a quote. And it's attributed to an unknown, but it's innovation is when two old ideas shake hands for the first time. And uh, we are, are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we all come with ideas. And innovation is, is valuable. We have to know how to lean into uh, opportunities for creating a kingdom business, you know. Um, and also the, the dynamics of competition. Uh, yeah, talk about that. Uh, if we're kingdom people, we're looking at making disciples. That includes our our employees. It includes we're discipling our employees. We're discipling our customers. Uh, how does competition fit into that world of discipleship? If that's it, the goal, and I think the key, I'd say, with discipleship as the goal, uh, you know, we, we are we are called to set the industry standard not to compete. Mm. If we set the industry standard and we are doing things with excellence, we will achieve what it is we're supposed to achieve. Mm. All right. So the focus, there will be competition, but that's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is discipleship. And in that process, there will be competition, but we're focusing on being excellent, being good stewards and, um, Mm. being driven by love and not by anger. Or not by that competition. What is the at the drive? What is at the core of who we are and why we do what we do? Rick, this came up. Uh, you know, I served for twelve years as a pastor, 
of a local church. And uh, this conversation came up with a number of business people in my my congregation that I was pastoring. Uh, this question about competition and how that fits into uh, the uh, a kingdom mindset. There were some who felt like, you know, there's no competition. You know, our call is, like you said, serve the best and and actually help people, and that may include our competitors, uh, move forward. And then there were others that felt like that was a completely unrealistic view of business, that, look, it's, it's cutthroat, it's competition, that's just business. And to do good business... Uh, you have to set aside some of these other ideals that we sometimes like to think we have as believers. And that's part of the challenge that we as believers have is to have a kingdom mindset, (laughs) a mindset of the king Mm -hmm. who is Jesus, right? And yes, we have to live in in this world, but we don't have to necessarily be of this world. And, And one aspect that we cover is the competition isn't other companies. It's the mm. problems of the world. What is it God is calling you mm. to address? Uh-huh. Uh You know, and, and some of our uh, in our marketing course and another course and, and some of the the mentors that we had, uh, you know, their business was developed. And I think of Paul and Grace Kurtz. Their business was developed to to meet a need, to solve a problem, solve a problem. Right. Right. So. If we look at it that way, and it's easier said than done, uh, but that's part of why I think this course is so important, yeah. is what does the Bible say about? How often do we take the time to peel back the layers and invest in spending time in what does the Bible say about? You know, one of the things that, that we've done in the course was biblical meditation mm. and spending 10 or 10 to 15 minutes on what does the Bible say about and going through and meditating on Scripture and encouraging the students to memorize those those verses related to the topic that we were mm-hmm. focusing on. So so what I hear you saying is that the focus, when you think about business and competition, the focus is on solving problems and, uh, and then working together to do that, finding ways to do that. And one of the verses, the Habakkuk, uh, 2.14 says, For as the waters fill the sea, the earth, including the marketplace, will be filled with an awareness of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking that, it, it's all about Him. And uh, and that's, that's part of the challenge is, is how do we help develop a mindset yeah. that way? Yeah. In, in the midst of the tension, in the midst of all the stuff that's going on in, in, in the process of doing business, you don't forget the the goal. You don't forget why it is you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about how marketing, how how because I I assume you cover this in the course as well. We How does marketing fit in with a business mind, a kingdom mindset? So we hit the high, the high level stuff in the initial course. We actually d- dig deeper into it into our in our marketing mm-hmm. class that we offer. But also, in, in marketing, marketing or manipulation, right? Is that what? <laughs> which one is it? So, you know, but marketing is that one who seeks a response that's the marketer we're trying to get somebody to respond to what it is that that we have its value um rick can i ask you why so my experience has been and maybe this is just a little more unique to anabaptist communities but that uh the idea of marketing for many many people uh brings about kind of a a disdain, a distasteful, you have kind of a, uh, something in you says, Ugh. you know, you kind of squirm a little bit. Like if it was really good, you wouldn't have to market it. If it was really solid, you wouldn't have to, uh, yeah, you, marketing wouldn't be a thing. 
uh, how do you, how does marketing fit into the kingdom of God? Like, what would you say to somebody who's thinking along those lines? Well, first of all, we're all marketers. We're all marketing something, whether we realize we're marketing it or not. You know, whether it's the product we're selling, it's the service that we have, or, or ourselves. We want people to like us, so we're mm-hmm. we're marketing in some way. Yeah. And and what our course is designed to it help. What does God say about being a market? Well, Jesus was one of the greatest marketers, right? If you look at say what, more, you, yeah. <laughs> okay. Most read, best-selling book, the Bible, is about him, right? His followers are punished for following him. His followers have a, a global presence. One out of three people claim to follow him. So everybody knows who Jesus is. Now, whether they accept him or not, that's a different thing. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, I am. He marketed himself. And what's one part of, uh, I was trying to think about, um, he branded himself as well. Marketing and branding are two of those terms, and we talk about those. You know, what did Jesus say about himself? You know, he says, I'm the bread of life. Mm-hmm. The way, the truth, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the true vine. Mm-hmm. So Jesus uses the Bible to help facilitate understanding who he is, what his message is, and, and calls us to, to respond to that. Who do you say that I am? Yeah. Right. So marketing is, uh, and part of the challenge is we live in a world that is a dog eat dog world. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what I have is the greatest thing since sliced bread. What I have is much better than what anybody else's. So marketing is communicating the value of what it is you're offering and doing it in such a way with integrity, doing it with uh, a sensitivity to always telling the truth, you know, and the ethics, the biblical ethics behind what it is you do, what you do. Um, so marketing in and of itself is is amoral. It's it's now you're telling the, a story. Yeah. So the the other part of it is no. What's the motivation behind why you're doing it? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where it gets kind of a little a little muddy. But uh, yeah. so if our motivation's wrong or if our execution is wrong, that's when marketing goes south. Yeah. 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 But if 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 we're marketing uh, with kingdom motivations, k- kingdom-centered motivations, Jesus-centric, if we're doing it in a way that uh, represents Jesus and his kingdom well, uh, everybody markets, is what I hear you saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's a, a one quote that we use in the Course is, the world doesn't need a lecture. The world needs a picture. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying with regard to telling the story. What is the story of, of who we are? What is God calling us to do? And how are we presenting it in a way that is uh, bringing honor and glory to Him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how do you—is it fair to ask how students respond to some of— um, how they've responded to the marketing course is a whole nother uh, one-hour segment we could do. <laughs> but how are students responding to this kind of a... I think the initial introduction with, with the marketing piece, there was that tension. Because mm-hmm. a lot of students come from, from the uh, conservative and Anabaptist perspective, and, and they really... I think one of the things that helped facilitate a, a better understanding was uh, our uh, workshop we did with Luke Kepfer. Okay. And, uh, and part of that was uh, developing a, per- a personal purpose statement. Mm-hmm. And the students went through that process. It was an all-day workshop. And, and I, I say that uh, and mention that in that a lot of times we don't know who we are. We haven't developed that personal uh, mission or vision statement for ourselves. And I think as a company, that's what each, as companies go through, oh, this is who God's called us to be. Right. Now, how do I tell that story? Yeah, and uh, you know it's uh, you know what are your what are life verses? What are those things that you, that you connect with that help you better clarify you know what your core values are, mm-hmm. what you value, and how you present and share and share that. So, and so if you don't clarify that, usually the the way the thing you're operating out of is the lowest common denominator, which is I just need to make some bucks. Yeah. And so if you don't have a deeper vision for what's going on and what your business is about. 
then the reason for marketing gets light and fluffy and distorted. Whereas if you're telling a story, you know, for instance, here at Rosedale Bible College, we're trying to prepare people for the kingdom and in the kingdom and to do kingdom work. That's what's driving us. And that's the perspective our story is getting told from. And that's a little different than, hey, how do we make the next 100000 or $1 million? And, and I, as, as I went through this journey, you know, 30 years of manufacturing and, and now here at Rosedale and, and seeing that difference, it's, it goes back to stewardship. Hmm. You know, who, who has God called us to be? What is it he's called us to do? And uh, one of the, the this uh, discipleship initiative group that I'm with, it's it's be, do, and go. It's understanding who God's called you to be. Who are you? Where is it he's called you to go? And what it is that he's called you to do? And any business owner who is a follower of Jesus, that, that should be the, the questions that he's asking. What is the, the value? And uh, it's uh, it's challenging. Um Boy, and that's that's why I enjoy the process of learning. You know, we we use the strength finders and and some other things, and we'll hopefully use that in our leadership corp course coming up this fall. But uh, it's understanding who God's uniquely made you to be, and then the course is just uh, helps facilitate that process. So yeah, Rick, I uh, shifting gears just a little bit. I assume you talk about uh, customer care uh, and how that how that works out, or how you know how how business approaches that. Yeah, and and one thing is is uh, I, I stress to the students, you know, we need to view God or, or Jesus as our customer and our owner. Mm. You know, it's that dynamic of yes, He's our customer, but He's also our owner. And what does that look like? And you know. Uh, for me personally, uh, Colossians three twenty three, you know, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord, not for men. I, I when I went to Honda thirty years ago, that was the verse that the Lord laid on my heart as I moved into manufacturing and, and spent thirty years in manufacturing. Was, am I doing everything I'm doing for His glory? Mm. Am I working with all my heart as to working for the Lord? So that is helping develop that that mindset and. Uh, and it's building on the foundation of integrity and, and, and trust and truth, you know, and uh, uh, building relationships, whoever those relationships are, with, with your your customers, with your employees, or people you interact with. So uh, quality is a key part. Um, accountability, you know, we get into defining the metrics. Say more about quality. Go back to that. You And I assume that means, like, the quality of the product you're you're putting out as a company or that you're producing somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we talk, what are the metrics you're using to clarify the, the product that you're giving is of value that is of quality. You know, if goes back to uh, profit, if I cut cost on my material so I can have a larger profit margin, boy, am I, I'm, I'm getting into some, some unethical aspects of, you know, am I truly being, uh, I guess, you know, like say ethical in the, in the context of that. So, and quality is not only in the product, it's in offering yourself and your company in, in a way that is, is uh, consistent and uh, creating trust. Mm. You know? That's good. You, uh, I'm sure, talk about uh, accounting sort of accountability within uh, within the finances of a particular company. Is there anything in particular that, that you think is worth noting in the podcast here to our listeners? And it's with the metrics, uh, and each is going to be a little bit different. Each is, so you got to identify the top two or three metrics that, that you're going to use to uh, d d define what success is for your company. And, one of the verses that we use is Proverbs 20, 27, 23. 
Know well the conditions of your flocks and pay attention to your herd. All right, in the context of, of, of sheep, but it's the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. Understand what it is that you have and uh, choose wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Be connected with those who are have integrity and uh, are ch- in- encouraging you. You know, Larry Briquette says that the difficulty isn't the advice they give, it's the advice they don't give, specifically the lack of spiritual insight. Mm. So making sure that your advisors aren't just about the accountability of numbers yeah. and the business, but also the spiritual accountability mm-hmm. is just as important. Huh. So. Huh. How did, how, uh, Rick, I don't know if you can answer this, but I'm curious how you've seen that play out in a for-profit setting in, in practical ways. Like here at Rosedale Bible College, you know, we have a board of trustees that's, intended to ask precisely those kinds of questions. Look at the numbers, but then ask, hey, what are we meeting the spiritual objectives of this institution? Uh, that's a little easier in a context like this, where not-for-profit, that kind of thing, but in a for-profit company that's, you know, creating widgets for, for some retail establishment. Have, have you seen that play out, or...? Boy, that is a difficult question. So in, in my experience in, in, in retail management and in, in manufacturing, uh, both companies had systems and structures in place that would help facilitate answering those questions and developing accountability. The problem was with the integrity of the people who were utilizing and, and working within those systems. There wasn't always a consistency of integrity. Mm. And and that's where spiritual accountability is, is goes a little bit deeper because you know we're not answering to a board we're not answering to a, we're answering to the Lord mm-hmm. right so as a follower it goes back to being a disciple so uh, you know I had a situation personal situation where I was asked to do something that was to me unethical uh, I I couldn't do it uh, there was ramifications for that. But you mean for you choosing not to do it? Correct. Mm. All right. So, and uh, but in my heart of hearts, boy, I, I I knew I knew what I needed to do, and this I knew what I needed not to do. Uh-huh. And I couldn't buy into some of those things. The systems were in place, but the integrity uh, to follow those systems without. Uh, manipulating or changing things a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I think any company is going to have systems and structures in place that try to help facilitate uh, doing things correctly. But, uh, you know, we as people, we always have, it boils down to uh, knowing what I believe and why. Yeah. And uh, being able to give a reason for the hope that we have. And, and boy, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And here's why. So, yeah. And I can see how that happens so easily because we're driven to succeed. We want to succeed. We want to produce what we think we should be producing. And so the temptation to cut corners or move the needle a little bit, you know, in a way that that does not come from a place of integrity and honesty, you know, that temptation is real. Yeah. Uh, and, one guy put it this way, how you define life will define how you define success. Hmm. You got to determine what your life is all about. Mm-hmm. And part of our role in the business of the kingdom of God is understanding that Christ is your life. Yeah. And, that, and, and there's a lot of nuances that living out your life that you're going to have to um, think about. And then that's where it goes back to where we where we started from is the theology of business. Is if I have this particular theology of business and I'm grounded in it and I understand it and I've went through a process of developing that, boy, then when those, the tension rises, uh, what's that old saying? You know, uh, uh, stressful situations don't uh, create character; they reveal character. Hmm. Right? You got to know, understand what you're going to do before it happens. Mm-hmm. So. 
So that's hopefully that's what we're part of what we're doing through this this course. So yeah, yeah. Hey, talk about human resources. Uh, how you address that in this course? Okay, human resources. And you, you think about you know recruiting, training, uh, development, compensation. Those all under the umbrella of human resources. Um, and part of at the foundation, and, and one part of what we talk about is, you know, uh, having integrity in whatever it is you're doing with regard to that that development. Um, you're, are you talking specifically about the process of, say, recruiting somebody? You know, that, or and then pursuing uh, skillful workers. You know, what is what is your process in human? Re- well, okay, we just need some warm bodies, mm-hmm. or no? Here's the type of <laughs> of uh people i'm looking for right okay. have, have some upfront uh, understanding of, of what type of skill set you're looking for yeah uh, and and developing and, and training and development is is uh what we talk about is developing holistically helping the people understand who they are not just say oh, okay um just one little aspect of their, their personality but but overall so, Rick, one of the things, another conversation that I had as a pastor with a particular business leader had to do with uh, training others uh, t- to take on increased roles. So uh, he was part of a company that if they saw somebody with a lot of potential, they were careful not to give that person too much information because they didn't want them uh, growing too far out of the role that they wanted them to be in. Uh, And so uh, he saw intentional effort at limiting uh, the people he was responsible for, limiting their development uh, so that the company could maintain really good workers at a little lower level. <laughs> and that uh, we had a long conversation about that because his frustration was when they went ahead and gave them more information, they usually ended up leaving. And I don't know if that's part of the conversation that you have with uh, in the course, but it was an interesting conversation process. Well, and, and part of... What we talk about is, you know, just discipling your workers, you know, and, and we use the scripture in First Corinthians, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Well, I, I, I would have to take a deep breath and ask the question, is, the, is that guy in his, in his thought process truly imitating Christ and helping others to develop to their full potential? And and boy, that would be that would be a tough one. Uh, yeah, uh, that you know, evidently he didn't trust his workers, and and you know. And love always trust. Mm-hmm. So it's the dynamic of that relationship. Um, ooh, um, you know, part of what we talk about in the course is is establish covenants with the workers. You know, you know God's a covenant with us. And say uh, more about that establishing covenants. Well, you you really can't uphold covenants with customers unless you uphold covenants with your workers. You know, it's an expression of of who you are, and and who you are as a company begins with who you are and how you're interacting with each other within the company. With, what do you mean when you say covenants? Um, I guess part of that would be like mutual admiration, uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, um, clarify um, what the expectations are, having uh, systems and structures in place to communicate how those expectations are being met, uh, having those, uh, uh, what would be the word, uh, uh, clarifying conversations. Yeah. I think part of, part of the problem is uh, within any business is, you know, like the guy you just mentioned, you know, he has a thought process of what of how other people are. He's, he's projecting his thought process onto them without really clarifying and understanding and uh, you know part of that challenge from that example would be those those uh, people that he was in 
workers that he was interacting with perceived that. Mm-hmm. They understood that. Well, he doesn't want me to be successful, mm-hmm. right? So that was part of that. Or too successful. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying uh, part of uh, uh, part of a kingdom mindset is being very clear about what the obligations are that a company has to its employees and its employees has to the company and working from that mutual understanding. That's the covenant that, that we have. And right. then we, we work out of that framework. Right. And that's, and that having that biblical perspective of what, okay, we begins with a covenant relationship that we have with God mm-hmm. and who he's, what he's done for us. Now, mm-hmm. how do we create such a covenant structure within the workplace and then hold each other accountable to like you say, what those expectations are and how, how we live those out each day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That's really good. What about uh, compensation then when you think about uh, workers, what are the key sort of components of compensation from a kingdom mindset? A couple of things that come to mind is, uh, you know, the verse in Luke says the labor is worthy of his wages. You know, what is it that, that he's investing, uh, investment they've made in, in having the skill sets that they have uh, consider their cost of living? You know, what Where is it that, you know, what are those things that, that you need to consider with regard to paying a fair wage or a good wage? And I've had conversations with, with, with businessmen on both sides of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. One that, you know, I'm just going to pay them what the going rate is regardless of their experience and, and skills. And the other one said, boy, I want to train and teach and, and help my, you know, and I want to make sure that they're able to provide for their family and those mm-hmm. types of things. So um, is there a right or wrong way? Uh, boy, yeah, that's that. W- what we talk about in in the course is those are things where you need to have wisdom, mm. you know, and you pray for wisdom. Lord, help me to understand the dynamics of what it means to pay to compensate those that you've entrusted to me. How do I be a good steward mm-hmm. in in a bigger picture? Because you know, paying the wage is just one piece of exactly. the pie within the business, right? But it's a very important one because mm-hmm. that is. Uh, a sense of, of, you know, your employees have a sense of value, and yeah. a sense of trust, a, fits, a sense of being being part of the bigger picture. Do you, in this course, do you get into how uh, revenues are, how, how to think about um, allocating revenues that a business produces? And I'm thinking in terms of compensation being a piece of that, but, uh, you know, with respect to then how the managerial um, staff is compensated, uh, how revenue set aside for future investment, are those things that are covered in this particular course, or is that kind of a different, is that further into the weeds than you get in this particular? A little further into the weeds. Okay. You know, some things we, we talk about is... is uh, Guarding your assets. Okay. Okay. What uh, you know, first of all, you got to maintain some pure motives. Like what is it we're really trying to accomplish here? Um, and then, as part as the you know goes back to uh, do business with covenant people. You know, if, if I'm doing business with other people who aren't maybe as ethical or as covenant focused as I am, well, I got to make sure that I'm guarding my assets with regard to having those interactions. Um, and goes back to wise counsel. What I just mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, is asking the Holy Spirit for the sermon. You know, you know, it's and again by inviting the Lord to be in you in the midst of whatever decisions that you're making, and you know, getting Christian counsel and Christian advisors. Uh, we talk about risk management. You know, what's the biblical foundation for risk management? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the risks? You know, it's, it's if you don't know what you what you stand for, you fall for anything. Right, so it's what are the risks that we're taking with regard to what's going on here, and 
having a wise plan. So we get into some of the, we don't get into specifics of the details of that, but we just cover some, some high-level principles of you know, avoiding risk, being wise, staying out of debt, yeah. right? And, and it's, oh, no man, anything but the, the debt of love, right? So then uh, diversify. How do I diversify those things that God's given me? How do, I, how do I determine how much I put toward capital investment, how much I put toward, toward philanthropy, or how much you know I want to give to some other cause? Or it goes back to paying. How much do I want to, uh, a raise do I want to give my, or a bonus that I want to give based on how well the company's done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rick, uh, you've given us just a really good overview here of the course. Is there anything? I've, I've got a couple of questions I'd love to run by you, but is there anything else you want to say yet with regards to sort of helping us over, uh, understand how you think about the key pieces of uh, developing a kingdom mindset in business? Yeah, I, I think you know, in the course, we, using the Christ-centered company assessment was was very helpful to me. It's what it, does it mean to create a Christ-centered company? And, and one thing we talked about was, uh, you know, companies talk about ROI, return mm-hmm. on investment, and and we talk about EROI, and that's the eternal return on investment. If it won't last in eternity, it's not the bottom line. Mm. So what is that eternal thing we're doing? And it goes back to discipling. You know, I, I, am I discipling my employees? Am I discipling the industry? Am I discipling the community? And that's one thing we, we stress throughout the course is, first and foremost, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Yeah, He's called you. And as a disciple, what he's asking you to do is invite me to be with you wherever you are. Yeah, And it's understanding what I say about doing business. And having those Christ-centered standards in every aspect of the business. And the purpose of the course is, is to introduce students to the reality that the Bible does have a lot to say about how to do business, how to be a good steward, how to, to do things that are in a way that's honoring and pleasing to him. So I think the course lays a good foundation uh, for understanding what it means to be to doing business with a kingdom perspective. So, Rick, what do you say to the business person who's listening to this and rolling their eyes a little bit and going, this is not even practical? Like, I, you, don't even, you don't even know what real-world business is, man. Uh, and, and I'll go back to an old quote, and I've used it a lot. You don't manage time, you manage priorities. We all have the same amount of time. Time is a gift from God, and doing business is tough. I've talked to, you know, I got a good buddy that's worked for himself, and he works a lot of hours, and he does But you know what? We get together once a week for breakfast. We share um, scripture. We are accountable to each other. Uh, he talks about aspects of business and uh, kind of like giving some coaching perspective. Um, I would say that, it is tough, uh, and and I would uh, and it's uh, doing business is not for the faint of heart. I I worked in manufacturing for thirty years. It was very structured. I went in, I come, you know. So it's hard for me to grasp what all my buddy and those in business do. But the thing I would say is is um, and, and that's where I appreciate the input for the mentors that we had is they realize the importance of investing time into those up-and-coming students who now th- that are going to be in business over the next few years. And uh, so uh, what is at the foundation, what is at the core of, of who you are and who God has called you to be? And then what are those things that you are utilizing to help you develop in your relationship with Jesus and then uh, helping to better understand where he's called you to be and, and, and what he's called you to do. Rick, why do you think this course is so crucial or pertinent or relevant to the church right now? 
85 to 90 percent of the people in the church work in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. All, you know, think of all the non-believers that are working in the marketplace. Um, personally, I had a great opportunity in working in manufacturing to develop relationships with guys that each day as I was walking down the aisleway, um, hey, Rick, how can I pray for you today? Hey, let's take a couple minutes and pray and uh, being able to share those things. And um, that was very instrumental in me growing in my walk with the Lord, knowing that guys around me that are doing the same thing I'm doing in the context of business are doing it first and foremost because of their relationship with Jesus. Um, The course creates an opportunity to step back, take a deep breath, and reflect on what does the Bible say about? And again, we use the, the meditation time. Is what does the Bible say about doing business from a kingdom perspective? What does the Bible say about? And uh, so, I, I would encourage. Uh, you know, one thing we've talked about is you know how to be able to potentially offer this course to uh, business men and women uh, in a context of, of of helping them, maybe giving them the the opportunity to be able to take some time and step back. So mm-hmm. if they've listened to this podcast and, and, and been interested in a way and, and maybe a thing or two that we've talked about with regard to doing business from a kingdom perspective, hopefully it was helpful. Yeah. Well, Rick, thanks so much for being with us today, for sharing this course and uh, this overview with us. And thank you for listening. I hope it's been helpful. I hope you've been inspired to think about the marketplace as a key place for God's kingdom to break through uh, through your life. And so thanks for joining us. We'll look forward to another episode uh, of Crash Course in the coming weeks.